What's tea, y'all? I know some of you are out there right now having a hard time, having problems in your relationships, having trouble with life, or maybe you're on social media swiping and swiping, thinking, why can't that be me? Why can't I do that? Why well, I'm here to let you know that you can. This is Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett, where we not only help you create your own story, but we let you tell yours too. Let's get into it, y'all. What is good, y'all? So, you know, I'm already back with another podcast and I have a guest on and I'm going to allow her to introduce herself now. What's up, y'all? My name is Jaylyn. That's J.L.Y.N.N. Coming to you guys from the Oxnard 805 area. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. So, yeah, um, this is just... I don't know. Today's just been a day. I'm just tired. It's never going to work when you don't have to, y'all. But yeah, let's just get into some dialogue. Um, So just with everything that the 2020 has been with the pandemic and the social injustice, how has that shaped and, you know, molded you to the woman you are today? The funny part is that I've always been a person of social distance (laughs) before the pandemic. I've always been, uh, even though I'm out there, I'm an artist, I've always been pretty introvert when I go out places. I've always been like a huge fan of like, get out of my space, especially when people have been drinking, they want to be all up in here, you know? (laughs) But how it's shaped my life, um, I actually created a new... Uh, organization called New Gen Juneteenth from it. Um, in 2020, uh, when the pandemic happened, you know, Oxnard had a lot of uh, restrictions. And so I'm actually the art director of the uh, Harmony Art Walk for Juneteenth. And so awesome. last year, of course, there was no Juneteenth. Yeah, not None. You know, and because of city restrictions, there wasn't any festivals at all but i was like right now is the time to have a juneteenth with the wake of george floyd like what are we doing so you know in order to have a juneteenth i had to create a a new gen juneteenth in order to not get my elders in trouble Uh. and so i started a new gen juneteenth which was a movement that um i did not leave in 2020 and we ended up growing in 2021 and even started a citywide art event this year and uh, other art walks as well and what what um what made you do that what made you because you said that you felt that you needed to do it but what what was it inside of you that said that you know i kind of want to make a change or you know showcase different things everybody was protesting including myself you know i was going to protest i was attending protests i went to one of the biggest and helped organize one of the biggest protests out in ventura county um about two thousand people showed up and um, I, from that protest, I organized Juneteenth about in about a week. And, you know, we had it at Lions Park in Oxnard where we gave out free gumbo. We gave out free spaghetti. We gave out free watermelon juice, um, free fruit, strawberries, and free waters. We had sanitation stations. But what made me do it was it was my form of protest. You know, I was like, okay, we're not going to have we're not going to have events, you know, it's going to, you guys are going to restrict city permits. So this is my form of protesting and keeping Juneteenth alive. I felt like it was very much needed, especially in a time like that in the wake of George Floyd killing and in the wake of Breonna Taylor's killing. And just with all of the social injustice that was going on, um, we kept it very safe and healthy. Like I say, we had sanitation stations. We even had social distance games. Um, like tic-tac-toe, hopscotch, and some social distance art. And it was a lot of fun. We had performers, entertainers, and some really cool artwork. That's amazing. That year. That's yeah. Amazing. So that just reminded me of a song. Um, so I have this playlist that I came out with. Um, this I came out with it this past February, and then I, re- oh, I added some more songs to it, and I relaunched it for Juneteenth, actually. It's called Terrell Garnett Presents We Still Matter. 
And so I want to play a song off of that playlist. Um, This song is called, um, there's like so many good ones. Which one do I want to play? (laughs) Um, I I guess I am kind of biased since I'm I'm the one that made the playlist. (laughs) But this song is uh, by Rudy Currents and it's called Hope and it features David Banner. So let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. Stop feeding fear and anger every day. Stop making people feel so fearful. Give them hope. This is a remix. All we have is hope. Hashtag hope. Yeah. You can hashtag hope. And Rudy Curry. Two for two, this is for the you. We take a knee on the field, they cock it back and they shoot. We shooting back now, I hope he forgives. And if he don't, we in hell anyway. Why won't we pray? Nobody don't listen. Maybe cause we pray that A God, A back to his white bald head. You could call me A Rod. Rudy, I know that you looking for hope. But they burn crosses in their yard, then they fill our hood with dope. So I hope that we stand. I hope I be a better man. I hope God is in his pistol, cause I keep him in my hand. And when he make a joyful noise, amen. Hey time. Next time we can't breathe, they die. Oh my, oh my. I hope to see tomorrow. I hope it's better than today. I hope my brothers and sisters won't have to live being afraid. Yeah, I hope that mothers and fathers will live to see the day. They don't have to bury their children. Uh, I hope to see tomorrow. I hope it's brighter than today. I hope I live to see my children and my children's children graduate. I hope the innocent remain innocent. I hope the guilty are convicted. And when I say that I can't breathe, I hope somebody listens. Hope, hashtag hope. You can hashtag hope. Ooh. Is against the rule. You can hashtag hope. People are dying. We can't be silent. If you agree with me, hashtag hope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you agree with me, say you agree with me. Yes. Love that record. It's by Rudy Currents. It is called Hashtag Hope, and it features David Banner. Let's get that. Um, but w- with the subject of hope, what does hope mean to you in this uh, new 2021 and what's to come after you know the pandemic and everything that's happened with the social injustice and just even the organizations that you've created? Hope to me represents... Um, some sort of silver lining or light at the end of the tunnel during a time of suffering or during a time of hardship, that there is hope that you will get through that. And it's, even though sometimes, you know, when you hope for something, when you're going through a hardship and you, even though you can't see the solutions, it's still comforting to know that there may be a solution, there may be a possibility there. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. So now to transition a little bit to getting you a little bit your business or something, <laughs> a little bit. But um, I want to know what what do you feel your self worth is based on? I feel like my worth is based on what I can do for the community, and not just me. You know, like my my worth is really based on trying to help bring the best out of people, trying to bring a togetherness and really make it like a domino effect. Um, My worth is based on how many laughs, how many smiles or how much insight I can bring, how many seeds I can plant in somebody that can, you know, potentially shift or uh, transform their life, whether it's in a small way or in a big way. I love that. I love that. I feel like yeah that's where my that's where my value is at (laughs) so um what would you say like mistakes and or lessons that you feel that you've learned but you still keep learning them or you still keep making you know 
One of a mistake, a huge mistake that I learned from is uh, to not be so hasty about things, to slow down and also self-care. And that's the one, that's the biggest one for me. Like how you were saying today, you were like, oh my goodness, you know, normally I'm off on Fridays, but you know, decided I'm going to work today. I kind of had a situation like that earlier today where I was like, okay, you know, I, I also run a food business. And so I was telling myself, I'm not going to have any orders up until this time. And so somebody hit me up and was like, can I put in an order right now? And I was like, all right. And I tried to creep it in around like 11, 1130. And I had an appointment at 12 and it just kind of set me back. I ended up being late and then it ended up, you know, um, trickling down into the rest of my day. And I knew I should have stuck with my guns and said no and learning how to set boundaries and learning how to say no even if it's just for some money you know money's not everything our mental yeah. health is everything it's so you know true. so yeah take care of your mental health <laughs> yeah so if you had one piece of advice to give to somebody what would that be breathe take a deep breath um we are lucky that we even have our breath you know, and I tell people that too, in the wake of George Floyd, rest in peace, breathe, because that's what we have is our breath and our breath is very powerful. That's so true. So what would you say makes you insecure? I know that that's kind of an odd question that people usually don't ask, but I mean, where do your insecurities lie? What, what are things that make you insecure? Oh man. You know, I think that, um, not knowing how to do something makes me insecure. It really holds me back. As a female, definitely, you know, my weight. <laughs> but not definitely not knowing how to do something really makes me insecure. If I don't know how to do something, I always try to make sure that, you know, what I'm doing is, you know, correct. or I'm doing it the right way. So sometimes I will not do something. And I'll put it off because I won't know how to do it. Or I sometimes get into this little ant mode, you know, where somebody will put a stick in front of me and I'm like, I don't even know how to maneuver this. You know, <laughs> I don't want to walk around. Like I'm trying to go through. Like, <laughs> um, But yes, a lot of my insecurity comes from not, you know, really knowing how to do something, not knowing how to tap in. And definitely, you know, I have some financial insecurities that I'm learning how to get through. So definitely finances for I sure. So what would you say um, is one thing that you tolerate that you shouldn't? Oh, man. I tolerate people talking down to me a lot. Um, but I don't even want to say that it's really something that I tolerate. Um, but the reason why I do is because my dad always taught me how to fight with your intelligence. And I know a lot of times when you're in a workplace and you're working with like a customer and they're talking to you like you're stupid or they come at you crazy, you can't come at them crazy and you can't yeah. talk to them. Like they're talking to you because you'll lose your job. Yeah. And um, because I'm in a, in a field where I can't do that, that's like, you know, well, I'll tolerate, but my dad also showed me, you know, use your intelligence to combat those things. And because of that, I'm able to show my worth to these people through intelligence where it does matter later. Maybe in that moment, they think they got the upper hand, but later on, they'll see like, dang, okay, she does know what she's talking about. Or, you know, where they actually really truly need my help. Um, and then it kind of hits them later on, like, all right, you know, I wasn't right. She was correct in this moment. And there's moments too where, you know, I wasn't correct and I had to learn my mistakes well. So, but I always own up to my mistakes. Always. I, that. I respect that. So do you think with the whole aspect of uh, social media and the internet and everything, do you think that dating is harder or easier now? Oh man, I think that dating is so much harder than it was before because I feel like, you know, pre-pandemic, you can go out 
to an event, a community event, or, you know, you can go out and meet people in your natural habitat where you don't have to try extra hard to prove who you are, to prove yourself. I feel like now when you're on the internet, you're trying to, you know, put up this front of who you are when you really shouldn't have to explain or write a description of who you are. Why do you think people do that? Huh? Why do you think people do that? Put a facade up or try to... I, I asked that question is because... So my podcast is called Create Your Own Story. Yes. So one of my good friends, Georgia Rain, I remember her putting... This is a couple years ago. Posting like, dang, people can, can be whoever they want to be on social media. I guess you can create your own story. And I said, mm-hmm. that's going to be the podcast name. Because it's true. Like, we see people and... A lot of people are, as I say, faking for the grammar, as I call it, catfishing, when you basically lying about your entire existence for social media. So it, it pegs the question, why do we take, value others' opinions so heavily? When at the end of the day, when you die or when you're going out, these people don't care about you. I think that internally, it's really the opinion that you have of yourself first. Um And I also believe that people tend to get carried away in their own imagination of how they think a relationship should look, how they should look, how they want people to treat them. Um, Or, you know, they're trying to recreate themselves. But we really should not care about what the opinions of others are. I feel like our opinion should be the one that matters first. But not just that, I think it should also align with our actions and it should align with our character and our characteristics and what is natural to us so I feel like what happens on social media is that people they get caught in this like fantasy world imagination world and they try to create something that they are not or they'll meet somebody and then they try to change that person and it ends up creating like a catastrophe in a relationship because now you're with somebody that that person wasn't like that when you first met them you changed them so much to the point that they're not even that person anymore yeah i totally 100 percent agree it's funny that you say that i want to play this song and you may have heard this it's kind of old but i'm making this playlist to give a artist to mia her flowers because that's one of my favorite artists um and the song is called me and then we'll get into some more, to some more dialogue after. Yes. Love was a former owner, but quiet is renting our house. It ceases my lips from speaking, but forms a sarcastic smile. Suspense now raised one up in your eyes. You ask me if there's someone else I replied yes <laughs> Hell yeah You ask me if it's another man I say You laugh and say Is it a woman I say Surprisingly You ask me for honey's That is me by Tamia. You can get that off my playlist. Terrell Garnett presents the princess, princess of Indie Soul. And again, that song is titled Me. And just like I want to read just the first line because I thought it's so creative. It says, love was the was a former owner, but quiet is renting our house. It seizes my lips of speaking, but forms our sarcastic smile. Suspense now raised one eyebrow. You ask me if there is someone else. And then she goes along to say, yeah, there is somebody else. I'm that somebody else. 
And I think that the, the song is so important just for women or just anybody that's losing themselves into somebody else like we were just talking about. Um, I don't know if you've been into a situation where you've had to choose you over whether it be a relationship or a family member or a friendship or whatever. But um, if so, tell us about that. It, I actually was in a situation, you know, not too long ago in 2019, where I did have to learn to choose me. I was with somebody that was very narcissistic and I felt like I was stepping on eggshells constantly. I, you know, everybody that I had encountered, all of my friends can tell that my energy was different. It was like every day I had this like black cloud over my head. And so I finally decided to choose me. And when you stop choosing you for the longest and you finally decide to choose yourself, it is going to be a lot more difficult. And when you start setting boundaries, um, it really shakes other people's foundation and it will upset them. Yeah, definitely. And people, people won't like it. And sometimes it is hard to choose us because we get so complacent and so comfortable with being traumatized and being in a toxic relationship that you don't even realize it. It's like, you're just used to it. How did you, so when something does come in, go ahead. I was going to ask, how did you, how did you come to that realization? Like, cause I mean, it's one thing for everybody else to see it, but that doesn't mean that that's going to change you or have you necessarily, you know, get the strength to walk away or, you know, to choose you. You want to know something crazy is that it took me years to actually get to that. I had already known because I w was in this relationship like on and off since um, 2016. And, you know, in 2016, I thought I let it go. In 2017, I thought I let it go. And so every year I would let this person go and then let this person come back. And finally, in, in 2020, I was like, no, we're not going to do What was this. different in 2020 than the other years I really needed to choose me and everything in my life had already turned upside down I lost my place you know it was really bad with this person this person wasn't contributing to anything not contributing to any bills I was doing everything on my own I really felt like I was taking care of a grown adult you know <laughs> and it's like we're both adults here I was already struggling I couldn't even take care of myself because I was trying to help this person out so much that it affected my financial stability and it affected me, my credit score and everything. Um, so finally, I just decided that enough was enough. You know, I was already at my wit's end with everything in my life, with my credit score. I was like, nah, mm-mm. I feel and that, I, I feel that. Yeah. Mm -mm. Um, so what experience? expectations do you have for yourself now that you didn't have for yourself then um the my expectations for myself is to give myself more self-love and I know that may sound cliche but my expectations for myself is to learn how to draw that boundary and just a simple no you know and I'm still like we go back to the beginning of our conversation I'm still learning that like today when I had that order, when I should have told that person no, I said yes because I thought, okay, maybe, you know, and I ended up rushing myself, but it's still a constant lesson that I am learning, but just learning how to really set boundaries with people is like my expectation. If they are not really, um, I know I, I really hate to say this, but I have to bring it up. If people are not financially in that mental space of having their finances together, that's where I draw my boundary. That's my no. You know, if I have to hear a sob story about how, oh, you know, I lost my job or for me because I can't work or whatever, no, I'm not gonna deal with it because it's not my problem to deal with. Yeah. People that have not learned how to deal with their own issues, whether they had childhood trauma. If they're not trying to solve those issues on their own and they're trying to put it on you, that's a hard no for me. I feel that. A hard no. So this is a, a weird question, but what is the worst advice that you think you've ever been given? 
Man, that's a good question. What is the worst advice that I've ever been given? That's actually a really good question. Though. I can't, I don't think I can answer that yet. Like I really have to ponder. I really have to take that question. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take that question <laughs> with me and really like ponder on it. I'll have to get back to you on that one. Cause... For sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one's a really hard question. Okay, so I don't know if you believe in the Lord, but this is a question that I ask at all of my guests. But if you had 10 minutes with God or a higher being, what would be the one question you would ask them? Will we see our loved ones again after they pass away? That was quick. Usually people take a long time on that one. <laughs> but that is a good question. That is. Um, so with with a life on the topic and, and, and being alive, what do you feel the difference between living and being alive is? And would you say that you are currently living or are you just alive? I feel like I am currently living and I feel alive, actually. I feel more alive now than I have before, even though there's some days where I still, you know, have my days. I think everybody does, you know, no matter how happy or how much money you have, I think yeah. everybody has the days. Um, but I feel like I'm alive now and I'm chasing everything. I just have this passion inside of me that's like, you know, yeah. I can't sit still for the life of me. I'm always like, okay, what are we going to do next? You know, on to my next business venture, what event are we going to plan next? And how did you get there? Things. Oh man, these are, Honestly, I got here because back in, what, the end of 2009, 2010, I got caught up in drug addiction and heroin was my culprit. I was addicted to it for, I think, about a year and a half. And finally, I decided on my own. I didn't even, nobody needed to bring me into rehab. I didn't have to get arrested or anything, but I was tired of seeing myself I remember I went through my phone one time and I was looking at old pictures and I looked way different. I didn't have, you could see my, um, you could see my rib cage. I was so skinny. My face was all sucked up. I had like, you know, marks all over my face. And so I was going through old pictures of myself and I just started crying and decided, you know, this is not what I want for myself. And so I quit in the same environment that I was at, cold turkey. Um, you know, thank you with the help of Jesus Christ, because I know his presence was really there. That Christ consciousness and that Christ energy was definitely there. Um, and I just remember him like loud and clear one time. And he was like, this is, is going to be your last night. This is your last night on heroin. Like, this is your last night. And I kicked cold turkey. Um, I was all the way in the Palm Desert area, came to Oxnard um, to live with my parents for a little bit. And I went to Oxnard College, and ever since then, I've just been hitting the ground running. I've been trying to figure out how to, like, navigate through the community. All I knew was that I wanted to make music, but I wasn't sure where to go. So I went into the community through Oxnard College, um, through Sociology Club, through um, other community organizations like Community Advocacy Coalition or BayPAC, which is the Black American Political Association of California. Um, and from there, I was able to navigate throughout the community to find music connections. And from there, I started, you know, organizing art walks. And I realized, you know, in the midst of it all, that being in the community is what was holding me accountable. I was able to, you know, people were, you know, because when you start falling off again and you're in the community, people see you. Yeah. And when people stop seeing you so much, they're like, what's going on with Jalen, you know? And so um, in the end of 2015, I did relapse for a little bit and people noticed. It was very noticeable. And so um, that's the reason why I'm in the community so much. It helps keep me busy. People hold me accountable. And the one thing that I do fear is losing, you know, that, the connections that I have with people. I don't want to lose people. The people that are in my life are very valuable to me. That's an amazing story. Would have never known. Um, what, <laughs> do you still have some of those same relationships or did you have to end those relationships? 
No, those relationships ended. Like, I did not, I don't talk to those people. And, you know, rest in peace, somebody that I was very close to, an ex of mine, the one that actually got me into this, passed away just recently, July 1st. And that took a toll on me. I didn't realize, um, I didn't realize how hard that was going to affect me. Because it's been years since I've seen this person. Yeah. You know, we broke up back in 2012, you know. But a part of me sort of felt like, could I have helped this person get out of this? You know, but nobody could have. Yeah, they have to want it themselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if someone that's struggling and wanting to, to get clean, what would you say to them? What would, advice would you give them? Start over every day. And even if you are in the midst of an addiction now, hold your head up high, like you are a king or a queen. And, you know, be proud of yourself. Even if you are in the midst of addiction, know that that's not the end, that it's not the end for you. Your story is not even done. You have so much more life in you. And, you know, to the people that are going through addiction, you know, like, like I said, start over every day, but addiction is like a time capsule. You think that you're only going to do it for that day. You think you're only going to do it for that weekend. And before you know it, your whole life is caught up and 10 years just passes you by. So, you know, try to start over every day. I love that. Well, let's get into another song. This song, oops, all this noise, is by Timmy as well. It's called Beautiful Surprise. surprise and again you can get that on my playlist to Terrell Garnett presents the indie princess of indie soul to Mia 
Um, so just to get back into some more dialogue, what would you say if you, how do I phrase this? What, if you could pick any job to have, what would be your dream, your dream job? I think event organizing would be number one. And then, uh, well, I don't know. I don't really have a dream like job. It's more like what like businesses I would like to run without me having to be there constantly. But <laughs> I feel that. She said yeah. career. <laughs> I want to be the overseer. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> Event organizing and actually um, opening up a couple of food restaurants for sure. So complete this sentence. Yeah. I wish everyone could. I wish everybody could live their best life. Like truly live their best life, not just the forefront. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like truly live their best life. No financial hardships, none of that. I wish everybody could live their best life. I feel that. So just with everything that you've been through, what would you tell your younger self? I would tell my younger self to focus on my art, to focus on painting, to focus on music, because it is a possibility to make it through. I love that. I love that. So do you believe in in love? Absolutely. So I got here. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I asked that course, question. I, love. <laughs> <laughs> I asked that question because I always say that love is overrated. And people uh, get uh, offended by that. And I'm like, well, yeah, I need to let me explain what I mean. I When I say love is overrated, I feel that growing up, um, people put so much on you know, being in a relationship or being married. Like, even when you watch Disney movies, Disney movies teach little girls and boys, if they're watching them, that you basically are nothing without a significant other. Um, You know, like, we have, like, the little mermaid who left her whole family just to be with a man. Um, We have Sleeping mm. Beauty that mm -mm. can't do nothing unless she's kissed by a prince. We have Cinderella, who is basically a, a bum <laughs> until she finds a Prince Charming that rescues her from her life, and now she's good. Um, so we have all these movies that show little girls that they're really nothing without a man. So it's cool that we have this uh, Me Too movement, or not the Me Too movement, that's something different, but, <laughs> but just this women empowerment movement where we women are out here getting it on their own. We have songs like from Destiny's Child, Independent Women, and, and all these other things. But yet and still, it it comes back to, I'm for me to be completely happy, I need to be in a relationship. Or I need to, you know, have this significant other. So when I say love is overrated, I say that, that because, like, you know, like, you don't need that to, to live a happily, you know, happily, happily ever after. Like, you know, you could be happily single. Not that that's something that everybody wants, but it is possible. And then there's, there's other things like, oh, do you believe that there's one person for everybody? I personally don't believe that because we have people that are on this earth that are, you know, handicapped to the point where they're not able to do anything for themselves. So how are they going to to be able to find somebody? Mm -hmm. So I think that um, love is definitely subject to um a person's views and perspectives and i i actually watched this youtube channel the guy his real name is daryl anka but he like channels this entity named bashar and uh i know it sounds pretty crazy Steve but Berko and I, Stefan. he calls himself bashar when he's channeling this like entity but i absolutely love uh what how he explains words and definitions and so basically what happens is you know when you say love it's going to be defined differently from everybody 
So you can say the word love and it might hit somebody's ears and that person is going to think, oh, roses and flowers and, you know, chocolate boxes and it'll hit somebody else's ears and they're going to think of their family. And then it could hit somebody else's ears and people think about their dad beating the shit out of their mom and the dad saying, I'm beating your ass because I love you. Yeah. And so it's going to be very violent. So I believe that love is something that we define as a people or like that you define personally to yourself. It's definitely subject. Um, but love doesn't necessarily have to mean a relationship. Love can be in like how you treat yourself, you know, with self-love. And I believe that, you know, when it does come to relationships, I believe that you do have to put yourself first and that you're not going to be able to, like, if you wanted to find a partner, that you can't do that until you actually really love yourself. And that's something that my dad's always told me since I was little. He said, you have to learn how to love yourself first because you are not going to find that in anybody else until you learn how to do it within yourself first. You know, when you get on a plane, and if that plane goes down, you have to put your oxygen mask on first. Yeah. You can't put on everybody else's oxygen mask until you put yours on first. So that is what love is like for me. I really believe that love is like a, a life force energy. The way that the sun, you know, communicates to the plants and tells the plants how to grow, how babies are made, you know, how creation is made. When somebody's seeing to the microphone, those things, that's my definition of love. I don't necessarily see it in a relationship aspect. Um, I mean, of course it exists in a relationship aspect, but I don't believe that you need a partner in order to become complete. Also, you should be complete in yourself. It shouldn't be like, oh, that's my other half. No, that's my whole right yeah. there. I am one whole, that person's a whole nother whole. That's one and one, that's I and I. That's, you know what I mean? There's none of that, oh, my other half, what? So then what, does that make you half? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You are a whole being. And um, that's kind of where my, you know, definition of love stands is. It's really a life force for me in my stance. So, yeah. I can get real technical with it, yeah. scientific with it. I can get spiritual with it. So. <laughs> yeah, I totally feel that. I totally feel that. So <laughs> let's say that you were stranded on a desert island. What, what would be three things that you would have with you? Three things that I would have to do? No, I think three things that you would have with you that you would take with you. Ooh, three things that I would take with me? Oh, my goodness. I think I would take... I would definitely have some fresh water that I can drink. H2O is important. I think I would have something that smells good because smell helps you bring back memories. And that's something simple that you can have on you. And some sunscreen. Because you ain't got that and you shine on Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I would take a machete though. Or some type of knife. Oh, you know what? I protect myself just that. in case if I need to kill something to eat, or you never know. I've watched That's enough Gilligan's true. Island to know. <laughs> I actually have a machete in my trunk right now. Yeah, so don't try her, people, is what she's saying. <laughs> no, I have a machete in my trunk because I don't play that. That's yes, machete for sure. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Thank you. Thank you. So if you had to speak with three people, past or present, could be anybody in the world or anybody that was on this world, um, what three people would you talk to and what would you talk to them about? I would talk to Billie Holiday and I would ask her, um, ask her questions about her music what inspired it. I would also even ask her about her addiction and what got her into that. And, you know, um, if she ever 
tried to even get clean. Martin Luther King Jr. because I wanna know what his next fight was before he passed away and um, what his views are on today's current, you know, happenings in the world. And the last person would be Israel Costa from Rebel Concept to ask him to help me learn some chords on the guitar. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Do you know how to play the guitar? Yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> Multi-talented, I see. <laughs> so describe yourself with one word and then explain why you chose that word. Love is the very first thing that comes to mind. And love because love is a real energy. You know, you don't just feel love when you are in a relationship you can really feel love when you walk into a room and you know if you are accepted there or not. You can walk into a room and know, you know, if you feel comfortable or if you don't feel comfortable. Love because I believe that love really brings the best out of us. You know, when you are in your zone, in your own love, it really, it doesn't just bring the best out of you but it really transforms the people around you too. And it really affects the people around you. Uh, there was a study done with water. Um, there was a scientist, I can't remember his name. I don't want to badger, but he was a Japanese scientist mm -hmm. and he actually did a, an experiment with water where he showed it love and he froze it and the patterns turned out very beautiful compared to anger, jealousy, and insecurity. You know, when um, it had, when he gave the water anger, it had these jagged patterns. And so I definitely would say love. Okay, I, I love that. So would you say, do you find often, or have you ever seen someone that loves somebody so much that they love them wrong? That they what? Love them wrong. <sighs> okay, so to go back on my definition of love, <laughs> I feel like that would be an impossibility. You can't love somebody so much that you love them wrong because then it would not be love. What would you call um, it then? It would turn into control and possession. Mm. And that would be a narcissistic characteristic a form of control where you're trying to shape somebody to be something that you want them to be. Um, instead of allowing that person to be themselves and you unconditionally loving that person. So um, that is, that's my take on that. But have I seen something like that? Yes. I have seen somebody think they love somebody so much, but they ended up possessing them too much, controlling them too much to the point that person couldn't be themselves. And that person lost themselves. That person wasn't even themselves anymore. They were being controlled. And to me, that's, that's not love. Yeah. It's not. I feel that. And that's where you have to, you, that's where you have to kind of find that that fine line and some people get so caught up in um, either lust or what happens is they get caught up in acceptance. They want somebody to accept them and they feel like, oh, nobody's going to care about me like this. And they, they confuse this control over this person loving them because they feel like they're not going to ever have that again because they didn't even love themselves. And that's why it's important for people to love yourself because when you start learning to love yourself then you start to know your boundaries and you'll be like so when somebody tries to cross that boundary with you you're going to be like uh-uh no that's not how i get down 
no, I love myself. Therefore, I'm not going to allow and I'm not going to accept this fear. I'm not going to accept this treatment. I'm not going to accept you trying to control me. Feel that. That's um, beautifully said. I want to get into this song by Tamia. It's called Believe in Love. Hey. <laughs> Come on. Can you rock like this? Keep it going, don't stop like this. Throw your hands up top like this. If you ever been in love, can you rock like this? Keep it going, don't stop like this. Throw your hands up top like this. just like she was saying like the the song's not necessarily uh directed towards any one person it's just about being in love whether it be with yourself or being in love with mm-hmm. life if anybody's trying to kill your vibe don't just let them sit there don't pay them no mind she says um and i believe that this what this episode embodies <laughs> so before i let you go um tell us where we can find you out tell us what next projects you have coming up what all, all of that So you guys can actually find me on IG at 805JLYN, and that's 805JLYNN, and on Facebook at Jessica Kimball Official, and that's Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A-K-I-M-B-L-E-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L, and right? Gotta spell it out. Yeah, no, you really do. (laughs) Just people are dumb. Let me slow it down one time. Yeah. But yes, our next project is going to be with um, Simplicity, Beauty, Supply, and More. And we actually have, it's called Walk in Art, which is actually my new favorite, most favorite uh, art walk. And yeah, I missed the last art. one. I, so I was there for like 2.5 seconds just to drop off some flowers because I was sick. Uh, I saw you. Yeah, and I left real quick because I felt like really bad. And I didn't didn't have COVID or anything like that, but I didn't want to get anybody else sick. So I was like, let me just leave. I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable thinking that I got COVID when I know I don't. Uh, And then I may miss the next one because it's October 2nd, correct? Yeah. I may be out of state, but I'm not 100% sure yet. Okay, okay. Oh, it's so much fun. It was like literally the vibe was on point. Um. Everybody was just so supportive. The vendors sold out. That's amazing. Most of our vendors sold out of goods. So people were, they came to purchase. Um, All of the performances were just the bomb. Everybody told me that like, you know, I haven't performed in a while, but it really helped people's uh, confidence in their performances and also helped some of the vendors' confidence in their products, which was really dope. But yes, walk-in art, which is walk-in, Alliance, resilience, and truth, which that um, Nisha came up with that. That was Nisha's idea. She was like, can you make a flyer? 
man, I made a flyer the same day and put it out. And she was like, dang. And I was like, no, I like this idea. That's awesome. And I know she had mentioned that you guys are going to try to do them quarterly. Yes, we are going to try to do them quarterly. You know, at first she was like, can we just do them every three months? But then um, she was like, I don't know if I can do these all the time. But after we had that event, people were like, when's the next one? Yeah. We want to get involved. And, you know, um, on social media, we had a lot of people already hitting us up. Like, can we be a part of the next one? So this next one that's coming up, we have somebody that is going to be playing singing bowls, uh, the Indian flute, and they're going to be bringing a gong. So it's going to be very cool. We're going to have some um, like a little meditative space and allow you know, especially the black community to really tap into um, more healing spaces. And that's what I really want this space to be. So this is going to be very cool. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> anybody else? Anything else that, that they can reach you at or anything else that you have coming up? besides? That? Um, still working on my album Metamorphosis, which is going to be my uh, guitar album. But other than that, you guys can find me on IG. Um, and I know you said you had a, a catering business or a cooking business. Yes, I was just getting ready to bring that okay. up. I was going to bring up Blasian, which is called Blasian because I'm half black and half Asian, half black, half Filipino, which is a Filipino and African-American fusion. Um, I'm actually getting an order ready right now. This whole time we were in here, I'm trying to make sure that everything is like on point. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's been doing very good. And um, I've been getting a make? lot of support. Man, I've been so busy. What was that? What type of foods do you make? Lumpia, pancet, fried oh. rice. Um, I also have some healthy options and Ayurvedic options where I'm going to be teaming up with an Ayurvedic doctor who can tell you what your doshas are. And once you find out what your doshas are, I will be able to cook your meals based on what your doshas are so some foods are not meant for some people mm -hmm. um and it's actually going to be healing it's to help people heal um but yes lumpia pancet fried rice we have a lot of really yummy salads on there uh baked cauliflower uh uh what else chicken adobo with Ooh. cornbread Ooh. you know <laughs> getting down <laughs> we be getting down and sometimes you know i just i will be in here experimenting and i'll come up with something so our new uh, menu item is called la loca which actually happened when i was at a wedding shower and we ran out of dipping sauce that sweet chili sauce mm -hmm. and all that was left was uh this nacho cheese sauce so i dipped the lumpia nacho cheese and i was like yo this is what <laughs> <laughs> la loca is our new um, menu item and it's basically five lumpia with nacho cheese sauce on it crushed up hot cheetos and some green onions that's amazing and where can they order from where can they get you guys can order on ig and you can also order on facebook pickup and delivery are available i do give you guys the address upon um placing an order and is it your personal IG or is it, do you have one specifically for the, the business? I, I'm actually, it's going to be my personal IG right now. So you guys can actually contact me on my personal IG. I'm actually working on my, um, my Blasian IG right now, but okay. there's so many pages. So yeah. I will, like, yeah, I'll drop that handle as soon as it's out. That's amazing. And then give them the, your IG one more time, just in case. 805 J Lynn, and that's 805 J L Y N N. Holla Perfect. at your girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. And, and I feel like a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this and just about believing in love and believing in yourself. Yes, thank you. And thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed this. You know, you really allowed me to go into some introspection. I still have to answer your question on like, what was the worst advice ever yes. given? So I'll find that out. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, if you find it out when I before I post this episode, I'll put it on the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, for sure. <laughs> thank you so much. And oh, yeah. And I always forget to do this. And I say this in every podcast. So now I'm really not forgetting. <laughs> but you can follow me at Terrell Garnett underscore that's T-E-R-R-E-L-L-G-A-R 
N-E-T-T underscore. Or catch me on my website at terrellgarnett.com. And that's all we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed yourself on this episode of Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett. We'll catch you next time.